Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 84 of the Metal and Magic podcast. We do hope you are all surviving the burning hellscape that is our world in the year of our Lord 2020. Hopefully this week's show will provide a two-hour and several-minute break from the horrible shit show that is the world. With that being said, let's jump right in to episode 84 of the Metal and Magic podcast. Sudden, yet inevitable. Where last we left you fuckers. Um, so you guys just, after a long and arduous fight made all the worse by Fergie and his Ring of the Grammarian, you killed the uh, demon that was sent there to guard Morana's next uh, divine gift. She now has a halo that just kind of hangs out over her head and sheds bright light like the rest of her body. Um, you guys are back in the room that you came down the spiral staircase in, the starting room. To your left and right are a door on each side. Um, you can leave, or if you'd like to complete the map, you can do that. It's up to you. What do you do? I think we should complete the map. For the completionist in you, you know? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. have that achievement. Yeah. Got 100% the map. Yeah. Exactly, bro. I look All right. for little dolls around the place. <laughs> you know, there's a collection here. <laughs> yeah, there's a, uh, there's collectibles you haven't gotten yet. Um, so basically... We haven't found any dolls anywhere, ever. <clears throat> I'm sure you can go. Here. You can go left into room five or right into room six. It's up to you guys. Where do you want to go? Room six? Mm. Does six sound good? I say room five. You just say that because you want to disagree with me. <laughs> <laughs> I say room six. Thank you, Fergie. You are tolerable. Thank you, Fergie. On occasion. Thank you, Fergie. Your existence is now tolerated. So I guess we're going to go into six. <laughs> since no one else said anything. Um, all right. The entire room, as you walk in, is coated in a thick layer of ice. Water has seeped in from the ceiling, and the cold has frozen it to the ground. In the center of the room is a sarcophagus. The carvings on the stone sarcophagus are that of a hog with large tusks and motes of fire surrounding its head. The sarcophagus itself is made out of blue lapis stone. The lid is a jar, and inside, where you would assume there should be a body, there is nothing. Uh, the entire room would be difficult terrain, but there's no visible threat, so that doesn't matter at this point. Um, as long as you basically take your time, you can navigate the room. Um, did I mention that the lid is open and there's no body? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there is a door to the south leading into another room. Do dead normally get up and walk around on their own, or do they usually need a, you know, a little hand? I mean... <laughs> it depends. I don't think I have normal Maybe hands. it's a curse. Put on him that's, you know, designated to activate after a certain amount of time. Does. <laughs> Y'all roll a history check, both but of you. But does that look like. 
I'll roll history first. Roll history. I got it. I I'm pretty sure got I got it too. I think y'all both got it. Let's see. I mean, history is zero, but I got a 19. 19, James? 29. That's <laughs> fuck. Yeah, um, you both remembering, f you both remember fighting that warlock earlier mm. who seemed to be decaying and falling apart, mm. but totally wasn't a zombie. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably, um, mm. now that you put two and two together, you're like, ah, he probably came from here. And that, um, that marking I was supposed to get you, yeah, it's the same as the one on the, uh, on the sarcophagus. It's like a ring of fire with what looks to be like a, um, crudely carved boar's head in the middle. Ah. Well, I guess sometimes dead does just get up and walk around. That guy was disgusting. And stinky. And st yes, he smelled horrible. I wonder if he had any other secrets. Can I do like... What would it be like an investigation check to see... Maybe just how old this sarcophagus has been here or something? Sure. Um, just to see. You can you can do history or investigation. Sixteen. Okay. Um, it's at it's over a thousand years old. It's older than like the time period you know the city was destroyed above. Mm. Um, at least a thousand years older than the city. Like so, Snow Scar was destroyed nine hundred and fifty years ago. This is at least 2,000 years old. Oh. It's been here quite some time. So there's been a long, long, long activation. <laughs> Either that or he's just been sitting here waiting for me to arrive since long before I was even born, in which case that's kind of freaky and obsessive. <laughs> Are you like a prophecy? Yes. Of some sorts? That's exactly it. Not of any I've heard. <laughs> so there is only one door leading out of this room other than the one you came in, which is to the south. Uh, the room otherwise is just bare. Um, there's no special carvings on the walls. Uh, the lapis is obviously not from here. It, it doesn't match any of the other stone you see in the walls. It must have been, like, brought in. Mm. And remember, you did see the, um, the round room. Room four was dedicated to each of the seven, uh, demon lords. Yeah. So this place is definitely weird, and it's not something you guys have encountered previously. Maybe we need to take the lapis to the demon lord. Why would you take the lapis to a demon? Why did you want? Why, okay, are you planning to join me in the dark? You want to be a warlock? Yeah, let's do it. You can't right. fight me. All you have to do but is I have Eldritch Blast. Because I will. Kill That's all you. I want. All I want is Eldritch Blast. I'll teach you Eldritch Blast. I have it already. Okay, oh yeah, well then, like why? You're bard. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot you're bard. <laughs> I don't it's just there. There's lapis, and All there's right. a demon lord altar. We're not we're not making any sacrifices at this moment. 
Let's head south. <laughs> so you guys head south into room seven. This 35 by 15 room appears to have been ransacked long ago. Whatever furniture or objects used to adorn this room are long gone. Uh, the ice, however, only seems to form in the corners of this room. This room doesn't have as big of a, like, leakage problem, I guess, as the last room. So it's easier to walk through. Um, one object still stands on the far wall of the room. It's a pedestal, which, uh, atop of it has, like, a bust of some sort. Um, but you'd have to get closer to see what it is. Uh, and there's a door to the south. Of this room as well. Okay. <clears throat> I send Samuel to go look at it. Okay, are you looking through his eyes or are you just waiting for him to come back? I'm waiting for him to come back. Okay, so he flies 15 feet, or I'm sorry, he flies 35 feet forward, looks at it for a bit, and comes back. Are you gonna ask him a question or he's. <laughs> so, what does that look like? Who is it? What's it about? Um, he describes it to you, it's definitely the Demon Lord of Wrath. I'll walk forward. Lovely. Okay. So, Karox, as you walk forward, the floor falls out. I'm joking. You're fine. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, yeah. <clears throat> this room is basically empty, but for a slightly weathered statue of Bree Hasmir, the Demon Lord of Wrath. Um, you're blooping magic. There's nothing special about this room. Would Corvor be happy and pleased if I were to smash this? You could, I mean, I don't know, roll insight. That seems about right, I don't know. <clears throat> 19? Uh, you think it would probably make him chuckle at least. Okay. I'm gonna try to smash it. Alright, roll to hit. Roll to smash. Roll to smash. You hit. Okay. So, um, are you hitting it with your sword? Or are you hitting it with your hand? Or a magic thing? Or what are you doing? I figured I would use Eldritch Blast. Okay. So you Eldritch Blast it, and the blast just fucking make it crumble to dust. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, um, everyone who saw the statue, which it could be all of you, before it decided to become dis- uh, dust, uh, roll a history check. Fifteen or better. Twenty-seven. Karak, Salar, and, uh, Mira. I rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> five. Megan got a five. It rolled fine last week. <laughs> it's a good start, Michael. It's a good start. Use that die all day. Okay. Not joking. I don't care. Um, those of you who got a success are reminded that um, the Demon Lords once roamed the continent for centuries before the first documented divine champions were chosen by the gods to get rid of them and send them to hell. Um, this could have been an ancient temple to the Demon Lord of Wrath at one point in time, with a small vestibule dedicated to the other gods, or the other demon lords. Perhaps the people of Snowscar had a secret cult or something that lived underneath them. Sure as heck seems like it. Hey guys, the corners of this room are frosted. I've been paying attention to that. 
Wonderful observation, Fergie. Your presence is slightly less tolerated. Uh. <laughs> Lick it. Roll to get stuck. Roll to get stuck. Um. So if you guys continue south. Yeah, let's um, do it. This room you enter now is 25 by 15, and it's full of smashed furniture. Everyone roll a um, DC 6... I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you what... Oh, uh, it's 16. Roll an investigation check and beat 16. We'll match it. I'm going to use my inspiration, finally. Okay, make sure you erase it. I will. Yay! Megan missed it by one. I also missed it, but you know. Okay. Uh, James, what did Karak's get? A 13. 13. 23. 23. Aaron? Uh, 19. Okay, so Myrna and Fergie, um, as you're looking at the furniture smashed and just thrown about the room, these breaks in the furniture seem recent. Um, it looks like somebody recently stomped through here, smashing furniture, looking for something. Um, you can tell it's recent because it's not like broken furniture covered in ice. It's broken furniture that was broken while frozen. So, like, the ice is smashed as well. Um, it appears that the splinters of what used to be furniture and benches have been just destroyed. This room has two doors, one to the north and one to the west. But besides that, the room is just full of smashed benches. Recently smashed benches. There's a big green guy that came through here. <laughs> yeah, the Hulk came through. No. So what do you do? I check the wall to see if there's any like Kool-Aid man shapes or anything. No, okay. no. <laughs> Um, there's no Kool-Aid magic. <laughs> so north and west doors that doors. we haven't come through? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so there's a north door and a west door, both of which are not the doors you entered this build, this room through. Okay. Let's go west. Okay. He says west. Anybody else have a different decision? He could take this one. Okay. Area 8.5. We're in this bitch. Oh, that's this new paper. One moment. Oh no. New paper. Alright. As you enter this room, you see four figures standing watch over another figure knelt atop an altar. Uh, the four figures in front of you are most definitely warforged. Uh, the figure kneeling on the altar appears to be gently placing an object in a bag. He has a shield on its back, and as it uh, stands up, it still keeps its back to you. Um, and in an attempt to help himself stand, basically he's using this large hammer to kind of prop himself up. The hammer itself appears to be crafted to look like a gigantic judge's gavel. Um, the four Warforge in front of you have that all too, uh, that all too memorable purple skull embossed on their chest. That's definitely Cedric's sigil. 
Um, when they see you, they draw their weapons. Their arms kind of flip out and transform into swords, maces, one of which, uh, actually, the hand extends on a chain and kind of falls down in a fist, and he's kind of swinging it like a flail. Um, the figure on the altar turns to face you as you walk in. He is draped in black cloth, almost like a repurposed judge's robes that have been turned into vestments and a tabard. Trimmed in purple, the black robes kind of flutter as a cold draft uh, fills the room. Um, his hood is raised, but you can see his face. He is definitely another Warforge. He looks at his soldiers as they level their weapons at you, and he slings this gavel over his shoulder as he starts to speak. He goes, well, well, well. Men, lower your weapons. I think we might be able to come to an arrangement. And he looks at you all, and he goes, Champions, listen, I have got what I've come for. And I'm sure the object I've been searching for is not why you're here. So why don't we just forget we saw each other and go our separate ways? Hmm? But what's the object that you came in search of? Don't worry about it. It doesn't um, concern you. Oh, so it's not something to, like, manifest Brihasmir? Oh, no, not this specifically. Mm. That's over. That's over at the... They're already working on that. Mm. I, I have a different... To aid in that process. I have know? a different um, goal. Mission. However you want to put it. Mm. What exactly is your... your Goal? Is it personal goal? Is it a goal that you're trying to accomplish for Cedric? I mean, everything I do is for Cedric, obviously. Obviously, um, you loyal little soldier. I am, uh, well, let's see. You all remember the wolf, right? Yeah. Most no. of you? Most of I you do? I have no idea who you're talking about. Uh, some yeah. man thing made out of the same material that we kind of... Murdered. Um, yeah, so I'm like him, but better, because uh. I'm not dead. And um, my codename is the Magistrate, Love and I am the leader of Cedric's Item Procurement Division. So all I'm here for is this, which is now in my bag, and in, we're going we're gonna to go. Do these guys have code names? Uh, no, they're expendable. Wonderful. So what do you do? This is me, not him. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so what do you do? I mean, honestly, if we don't have to fight them, why should we? I mean, we could and take whatever it is. Or, considering how difficult <clears throat> it was to kill any of the other ones, we might not make this one happen. Are you still casting Detect Magic? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a corrupt... Um, how do I put this? You know how your divine gifts give off this special divine energy? Mm -hmm. It's like that, but like super twisted. Don't get twisted. So this thing, this thing over here, whispering to Karox in his ear. It's like demon divine shit. So we probably don't want them to have that. That could be troublesome. Them gaining powerful items such as this. Should we? 
you know, let them pass? Or should we smash Marana? Let's go. I want to smash. You want to smash? Roll to smash. Everybody roll to smash. All right. What's the No, you're rolling initiative. (laughs) (laughs) True Salar fashion is back. All right, let me open his character sheet. Nope, that's Patreon. Whoa. Whoops. Oh, hey. I'm going to cover this. This is what you see. Okay, cool beans. He uh, definitely a warforged. He's got these, like, vestments on. He's got a giant gavel in one hand and a shield in the other now. Uh, Let's do this. 20 or better. What'd you get, Michael? 26. Are you fucking serious? Did you roll a nat 20? 20. Okay. We told you to keep using that die. I know, and I am. (laughs) Is everyone cracking their knuckles, or is it just Megan and Michael? Just us. Because it's fucking horrifying. (laughs) Okay. So, Michael and then me. Uh, 15 or better. Alrighty. Mirna. 10 or better? 14. I'm gonna hit you with my fucking initiative book. (laughs) Alright, 5 or better? (laughs) Megan? 4. Or you got a 6? And Salar? Two. <laughs> it's returned. Uh, okay. Also, Furby. we didn't rest, so I don't have any spell slots. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, we're going to do this kind of theater of the mind. You are within... You, you could do a little bit of movement, like 15 feet, and get up to him. Okay. Um, but, well, you'd have to go through the four guys in front of him first. So we're going to mark them down, numbers one through four. How far away is the furthest person from me? Uh, he's about 20 feet away from you. Cool. And that is the magistrate. What, what? are you going to do? Shatter? No. Destructive wave. Oh, well, I mean... You need to run out of spell slots. That's what I need. I need the bard to run out of spell all slots. The, uh, all the ones I usually use for the Ring of Grammarian are like level 1, 2, and 3, so I just keep all my powerful spells for later. Okay. Uh, I'm just pulling it up right now. Uh, I think I have to make a saving throw. You do. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a d20. Cool. And then you got to tell me what kind of save it is. Yeah. So. It's con. Con save. Okie doke. 22? That one succeeds. Okay. So do I take half damage half or damage. okay? So you're just—is it a—is it an AOE spell? Yes, and what's, I choose who it hits. Okay, so what's the area of effect? Thirty feet. So you're gonna hit, try and hit all four guys, or all and, five guys? Yeah. Okay. So let me roll a thing for them. Oh, missed the, missed the thing. <laughs> I ooh, not twenty. One of them succeeds. Okay, so one of the one of the normal Warforge succeeds, and then the Magistrate succeeds. Okay. We're going to say number one succeeded. Alright, it's going to be Thunder and Radiant damage. Okay. So that's 
My levels. <laughs> 37. 37 total? Yeah. Okay, and then half of 37 is... 16. 18? 18? Sure. 16 would be 32. Yeah. Okay, so... Okay. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's my turn. Everybody roll a charisma save. So, like, magic? Yeah. And we're all next to Marana. Well, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, how much so... Alright, so 23 or better. Wow. Okay, so Karox and Morana fail. Uh, everyone else succeeds. So, um, for those of you who failed, you have... Uh, whenever you make an attack roll or a saving throw, um, roll a d4 and subtract that amount from the saving throw or attack roll. Alright, so you've all been baned by the magistrate, and then he casts a spell, another spell. A large spectral guardian appears and hovers uh, in an unoccupied space I can see within range. Um, the guardian occupies that space and is indistinct, except for a gleaming sword and shield emblazoned with the symbol of my deity. So it's going to be Cedric's symbol. So basically now anybody who tries to move up to attack will incur an attack from... Uh, well, you'd have to succeed on a deck save or take damage from my guardian. That's so now good. anyone who tries to move up from where they're currently standing will have to do this. Okay? Okay. Okay. Real quick, who's on either side of me? In this theater of the mind? Quick, make your decisions now. I mean, I'll be see. behind everyone. So I'm going to draw it here. We'll say, Salar, Morana, where are you? Are you going to be next to Salar? Alright, you have a plus two to your AC. Who is on the other side of Salar? I guess I'm behind you. Okay. So Fergie's back there. Karox is behind her. Um, Marina and Nisha, are you front line or back line? I guess front line. Okay. You also have plus two to your AC. Okay. So I'm not going to push it and say... That the people who are like immediately behind me no. can get it. No, no, just the people immediately to your left and the right. <laughs> but I'm just looking over your shoulder. I'm like, mm. um, okay. So the um the four guys who are standing behind the four warforged that are now standing behind this guardian are gonna hold their turns. Uh next up is Myrna. Mm. What? 
She's buffering. 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 One moment, please. Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey! So I think you used your Jeffrey button for the day. The summoned dude, is that a magical effect? It's a spell. Okay. He is a summoned situation. Okay, I'm going to cast Dispel Magic at a 5th level. So, you have the... Do you have Dispel Magic in front of you? I do. Let's see. Choose any creature, object, or magical effect within range. Any spell of 3rd level or lower the target and... Uh, okay. Alright, he goes away. You, you cast Dispel Magic and the Guardian of Faith uh, dissipates. Do you have any movement you'd like to do? No. Alright. Um, so, next would be Karox, but my four guys are gonna walk up to you now. Because the Guardian is gone. And they are going to focus their attacks on the people in the front row. So, Morana is gonna get an attack, Salar is gonna get two, and Myrna's gonna get one. So let's do this. Salar, your first two attacks. A 20 and a 14. Miss. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Myrna. 16. Miss. And Morana. 21. God damn it. You. That's with the plus two from her? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the guy with the flail swings his fist around and punches you in the face with a with his chain fist. Flailing fist. Go go gadget. <laughs> go go gadget. Fist. Paladin puncher. Um so that's gonna be fifteen points of magical bludgeoning damage. Now it is Karox's turn. Okay. Um, change of plans. Okay. How far away is the dude from me, magistrate? He's he is. Still like 20 he's feet. like twenty feet away. I missed a step next to him. Okay. I cast dimension door. And I say, about how about how far down did we come? Like Are you uh, like a down the spiral staircase into yeah. this as like um it was a ways, it was like seventy five feet. Okay. So we cast dimension door for uh back up on top of the surface and I tell the magistrate I wish to speak to you alone and you said that these four are disposable. So if you're willing to speak with me, then step through the d- dimension door, and I will follow you out. Okay, yeah. He'll put his hand on your shoulder, and he goes, Ah, finally! Someone reasonable. And then I'm going to take out my, um... E-thingy? 
the mic, the, the uh, walkie talkie. Yeah, the walkie talkie. The sending stone. Yeah, the sending stone. I'm gonna say I won't be needing this anymore, and then I smash it on the ground. Is that the one for the king, or is that the one for your like to talk to your friends? Talk to them. Okay. And then I'll quickly flash something in my hand as I'm walking through the thing. I'll try to see what. Okay, everyone watching this roll perception, and James, you can counter it with sleight of hand. James, what was your sleight of hand? Hawkeye's help. A seven. Did anyone (laughs) not beat a seven? (laughs) I beat it. Not so. Did anyone not beat a seven? I got a six. Okay, everyone, put Myrna. What did What did they see? So. Basically, I'm just showing the other sending stone. The one for the king? Yeah. Okay, so he's taking the sending stone that allows you contact with the king. And he has disappeared through his emo-style dimension door. I'm sorry, goth dimension door. There's a difference. As an emo, there is a difference. Like a giant teardrop appears. It's just a a hot topic game. It's a a drop of blood that comes from a sad teenager's wrist. Um, Dark. It's fine. Um, So, you step through, the magistrate follows you, and poof. Karox and the magistrate are gone, leaving the rest of the team... With four Warforge warriors to deal with. Good luck. <laughs> As he walks through the door. Good luck. <laughs> it's that, that King George good luck from, from Hamilton. Good luck. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, you should. It's on Disney Plus. Go watch it. Disney Plus. Um, so, Karox is out of initiative order for now, and so is. My boy. Uh, Morana. After witnessing this, you now have four dudes in front of you, three of which you can reach. And one of which... I'm sorry, two of which you can reach. And one of which punched you in the hand with a paladin puncher. She was punched in the hand? Punched in the face, sorry. (laughs) He hit her. He didn't hit her very hard. He hit her in the hand. (laughs) What dost thou do? I need, like, markers. Alright, after a brief moment of setting up an actual map, Megan, what do you do? I'm gonna cast Fireball and center it back 20 feet so it doesn't hit any of us. Alright, so Megan does a jump shot and launches a Fireball. Um, is that a deck save? Yep. Of course it is. Uh, they're not very dexterous, so like... That's fine. 12, 16, and 15, and 5. Any of those numbers beat your number? The number's 17, so figure that out. Oh, okay, I said 12, <laughs> 15, 16, and 5. I was busy looking for dice. I know you don't listen, it's just like real life. How many more did you need? Here, I got four right here. So, Megan's going to roll 147d6. Mm-hmm. Christ. 
take my d6. It's about the amount of dice that uh, Karax will need to roll to get our trust back. <laughs> <laughs> you saw what he flashed, right? I did. He's just dumb, got it. It was his dick. <laughs> 32. 32. None of my guys succeeded. So they all take 32 fire damage. Hey, really quick, do Warforge count as constructs and then take extra thunder damage when dealt thunder damage? They are constructs. I think it depends on your world. So yes. Are they made? Yeah, they are constructed. Yeah, then they're constructs. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to give some people some extra damage. Of my choosing, I guess, since we didn't technically separate your thunder and radiant damage from your from your thing. But, oh, yeah, um, yeah. I'll give him an extra, like, 50% of damage of what they got. So, okay. extra 18 to everybody. Yeah, I should have said that. That's okay. I didn't think about it. Lorana, anything else you'd like to do? No. Okay. And last but not least, Salar. Salar, use one of your spells. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Warlock. They're all really close. Why would I do that whenever I have my magical cool sword? Because you could shoot three beams and hit each of them. There's four of them. I mean, you could leave one out and make him feel bad emotionally. <laughs> but like, do your thing. I'm just playing. Thing about doing Eldritch Blast at close range, or is that not? I think that's dumb. Okay, sure, Eldritch Blast. I just I hate the stupid rules on point blank ranged shit in this game. Well, it's that I understand one hit. It's uh. So. It's like that they can like. This one was one for the purple. This one was the, the 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 blue, and this one was the red. The dice. Okay. This one is safe, but these two. All right. So you're hitting. You're hitting, two, three, and four. Yeah. Okay. But That's their code names. I guess three is safe because I rolled a two. It wasn't one, but it was a two, and I'm pretty sure that theirs is not. Ten. Their AC is their AC is nine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it makes um, sense though. Okay. I have twenty five on one and twenty six on the other. Yeah, those will hit. Okay. Cool beansies. But I just while she's while she's doing her damage, I'm gonna say I hate the fucking rules on ranged in this game. But think about it. James brought up a good point. Yeah, like the entire like, time you're fighting them, they might I'm be trying like to shoot trying you with to a bow. You with their finger. If I'm trying to shoot. Aaron with a bow from here, she can take her weapon and swat it away. Yeah, but not I, I when don't it comes do, to. I don't do the. I don't. I don't do the whole minimum range. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah. if, if I'm in, if if someone's within melee, then they'll have disadvantage on all range attacks against whoever. Mm. That's that's how I do it. All the right. only reason why I'm like eh about Eldritch Blast being like that is because it's just like it's magic. Eldritch Blast. It's magic. Like, when it comes but to magic, not magic you're telling me I have <laughs> less of a chance to shoot you in the head with a gun at point-blank range than I do from far enough for farther away. You've obviously never played XCOM. No, but I play GoldenEye. Okay, so four gets ten of that good, good force damage. Okay. And then two gets twelve. Okay, two and four are dead. So two and four, she hits them with the Eldritch Blast and they kind of just crumble into metal and Oh sweet, so I killed wood. Oh my god, yay, temporary hit points. 
Do you have anything else you'd like to do? No. All right. To the top of the order, Fergalicious. Can I just show you this really quick? See? <laughs> for, those of you at, for those of you at home, it's a picture of somebody putting a goddamn rocket launcher to the face of an enemy in XCOM, and it's a 65% hit chance. Yeah. The gun's actually going through his head, pretty much. Uh. Um, let's see. Should have planned more, but I was looking at XCOM things. Mm. Story of my life. <laughs> uh, let's see. Like Tip of like the dice hat to you. This episode brought to you by Silence. <laughs> Yeah. Silence. Okay. It's the new loud. You, I was looking just... at Eldritch Blast and I was seeing if there's any way I could change it. Yeah. But I'm just going to do Eldritch Blast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how many beams do you have? Three? Yeah. Okay. So... Eldritch Blast. <laughs> just... I don't think I could do that. Eldritch Blast. So... Alright, so I'm just going to pick three different Warforged. There's, there's only two, two. left. So you don't know about that other one. one. Yeah, it's number me that one doesn't. Number gets two, or number three gets two. Number three gets two. <gasps> number three gets two. Okay. All right, and so the lowest one I did was twenty-one to hit. They they all hit. Cool. So roll your what three d ten? Yeah. Make sure to separate the two from. Yeah, the separate the three two and from the one. Mm-hmm. You even hit that one that Matt didn't know about. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Okay, the ones with tens is hitting number three. Okay, so the one that I only hit once, mm-hmm. one damage. Okay. The other one takes 12. Total? Yeah. He's not a warlock, so he doesn't get that good, good agonizing blast. Yeah, so yeah. number three is down. Sweet. All that's left is the one, and it is his turn. Oh, like little baby, wanna go cry to his mommy? <laughs> No, he's the one with a, um, the he's got hand. a, s- n- no, no, the flail hand was over here in front of Megan. Um, so this one has swords for hands and he's going to attempt to attack Marina twice with his sword hands. Slapchop. Yeah, that's his name. His name's Slapchop. Uh, that's a 26 and a 20. Okay. You're gonna love my nuts. Ten damage. Ten magical slashing damage to your pixie face. Damn. Um, and then he looks around and sees that his friends are all down, and he's he he just kind of resigns himself and just lays down. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, well, uh. I mean, his his um his arm. With the sword at the end, turns around and he commits Harry Carey. Seppuko kills himself. Harry Carey. Is that, that what you called him? Harakiri. <laughs> Harry Carey was that dude. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's hey, been a Nora. very, very long fucking week. If you could have unlimited barbecue spare ribs, <laughs> <or> <laughs> cow disease, what would you choose? 
I forgot about the, the Saturday Night Live sketches. <laughs> oh, shit. It's been a long, long time. So Megan, I like that your die is on a one. Marina, you just got slashed across the face. What do you do? I'm going to shoot him. You definitely hit. Is it better than 17? Yeah. Okay, you hit. Alright, he is also dead. He's like, I knew it. He's like, I knew I was next. <laughs> Process of elimination. Alright, All right. so we need to find Karox. Well. Did he actually smash the. the Roll investigation. The thing, or is it just like lying on the ground? Ooh, maybe I'll get Samuel's help. If you guys are trying to look for clues that Karox may have left. Natural 20. Um, it is dust. Can I cast Mending on it? You, I mean, it would turn it back into the stone, but it wouldn't restore the magical property. Damn. Because that's how that spell works. Okay, well, I guess we gotta go up there and fucking get Karox back. Well, where did he go? He didn't tell you. You just know he used Dimension Door, because that's how that spell works. A giant fucking door appears. <laughs> uh, like, did he go through the door to the to the... North in the other room that we didn't look at? Did it go back to the demon room? Or the other demon room? Or the multiple demons room? <laughs> I find find or I cast find Karox. I don't think he can do that. Anyways. I changed the entire last word of the spell. <laughs> <sighs> I knew that it was too powerful and I shouldn't have given it to you. Well, what is it? What is the thing? No, it's Find Steed. No. You could find Steve. Find Steve. Um. I don't have that spell though. I cast Fine Steve. Steve is Karox. <laughs> it's my nickname. I didn't know yeah. I had. It's his middle name. He's Karox Steve Acrylis. Yeah. All right. So if you guys are gonna like, what do you want to do? What's happening? You have a you have a party member who has left with a bad guy. I just hope he doesn't get killed. I don't particularly like him, but. He's at least good at what he does. Raising the dead and killing people. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what we need. People to raise the dead, kill people, and then raise more dead. Well, Fill ourselves an army. He didn't do anything wrong to me, I guess. Except for... He's a mass I murderer. I that thing that he broke. I want the thing he broke. What's Megan's face? I'm sad that that broke. Megan, what's that face for? I mean, he destroyed the Sending Stone for, for communicating with us, so maybe we probably should hope that he actually dies. Damn. If he does, it's not like I would actually care. That's true. But, like, <laughs> it's also... He's useful. I just hope he doesn't actually he's go to He's less Cedric. useful right now, though. Yeah, especially because. if he ends up leaning into his dark, evil tendencies. I mean, he was in prison. Now, what if Cedric just gives him unlimited bodies? He'll go with him forever. <laughs> and a comfy bed. <laughs> no more sleeping on the boat. <laughs> oh, God, we should go back to the boat and make sure he's not taken off with that. He can't. <laughs> oh, that's true. Never mind. <sighs> okay. Um, well, what do you do? You can flash to them. I don't know if that's possible. 
Okay. I don't know, James, you want to do some roleplay? And let the team, but not the actual characters, know what's going on? Um, we took a tiny break and decided to not do that. So, um, mysteries afoot. Okay. What do you guys, are you guys going to try and maybe go look for him, run through, go upstairs, look for well, him? I really feel, like he, he's a smart guy. Probably the most intelligent out of all of us. Mechanically speaking. Yeah, mechanically speaking. <laughs> um, so, he's got a plan. It's not like he's useless. He'd be able to make it back to us, or at least to here, you know? Um, and on it, I... he's got the Sending Stone to the King. Mm-hmm. He's probably being conniving, probably has that open, that line open right now, sending the king all of the details of what's being said. Maybe we should talk to the king. We don't have a sending stone to the king. You have, a, you have an airship. Yeah, but that would involve leaving him behind. Well, that, I'm fine with that. That also involves the fact that he's the, still here. Yeah. So, well, let's say this. Do you guys want to go search around, see if he's down here? If not, go up and see if he's up there? Yeah, yeah let's look for clues. I pull my magnifying glass. Okay, so Fergie shapeshifts into Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> um, and has a magnifying glass. Okay. Sherlock Holmes is a minor deity in my world. Oh, okay. Um, Good. He's the deity of funny hats. Um, and not investigating. No. And he lives in the Baker dimension. Oh, do these um, Warforged have the... The docents, the yeah. like, chest... No. Okay. They did not. Cool. Um, um, that's how you know they're expendable. Yeah. So, right. you guys go ahead and roll some investigation checks as you walk around. I'm getting Samuel to help. Okay. You said some, right? Each of you roll a, an investigation check. Damn. 19. Also 19. Myrna? 4. And Fergalus. Can I do intimidation? <laughs> no. 14. 14. Um, you guys all look around, and you backtrack, you go all the way through the areas you've already been through, and there's no sign of him or nothing is out of place. There's no footprints that weren't caused by you or were already there. Um, if you want, there are still three rooms you haven't looked in. If you want to go through there real quick and see what you see. Yeah. So, room eight up in here is here somewhere. Here we go. Room eight. The, this is another room completely encased in ice. Uh, midway into the room, you see what appears to be a humanoid body encased in a chunk of ice. The chairs and other furniture in this room are covered in similar thick layers of ice. The entire room is difficult terrain. It has one door to the north. Um, that humanoid body is, if you like, investigate it. We'll roll those checks over for this room specifically. Um, and everyone but Aaron notices this. Um, that humanoid body encased in ice is wearing, like, a black and purple robe. Um, but the symbol on it is not, like, Cedric's skull. It's the boar with the flames wreathing it. Um, 
So it's it's definitely like the same symbol that was on the warlock and the same symbol that was on the sarcophagus. Okay. Um, but he was probably dead when he was frozen. He died before he was frozen, probably. <laughs> I could do that to keep myself from dying. <laughs> so you guys uh, go north, and that room is a 35 by 15 room with a door on the opposite end from where you entered. Uh, at the very end of the room, let's see, blah, 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 blah. Ah, so this room looks like it used to be a meeting hall or a dining hall. Rotten, frozen food lies atop a slick, moist tablecloth. The chairs uh, around the table are all broken and appear to have been flung across the room recently. Um, but there's like frozen bits of old food on the table. But that's about it. That's gross. Okay, moving on. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the other one I, was listen, I specifically wrote on here, Michael will probably try and eat this. Wow. Here's a check. Um, but I'm okay, proud I, of you. No, I, I, do I, eat it. I am proud of you. I eat it all. No, I'm proud of you. Uh, the next room we're going to go into is room five. Uh, room five is sparse, though it looks long ago. It could have been a lavish bedroom. It has a door uh, on the right wall east uh, broken bed lies in the northwest corner not much else in the room but for a couple of wardrobes against the wall I check it for lions and witches uh, you open the wardrobe and unfortunately there are no lions or witches but there is definitely um, two sets of ratty like purple and black robes well, these robes are for rats so I'm going to continue on these robes have to be at least two times bigger. What is this, a center for ants? Um, and as you guys go through the rest of the um, complex that you've already kind of been through, similar issue, similar things, no, no, nothing that you didn't fuck up or move, basically, throughout. Okay. So what do you do? Should probably head back. Up there. So you guys um, go up the stairs, back out through the fountain in the center of the ruins of the town of Snowscar, and um, you see what looks to be uh, where maybe Karox and the magistrate came out of the dimension door, somewhere in town, like in the center of town. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The footprints basically go for a few, maybe like 10 or 20 feet, and then they disappear again. My god, they were abducted yeah. by aliens. <laughs> Guys, surprise, we're going to space. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's Megan's worst nightmare, a sci-fi role-playing game. Should we check the ship? You can. So you guys go back to the ship, yep. and I assume you go straight to Karox's room. Yeah. James, is Karox's room empty, or still like it was, or any noticeable difference? It's how it was. So it's completely like it was. Yeah. He's not there, but his stuff still is. Is any of it useful stuff, though? It's just like, you know, 
the stuff for stuff. finer living. It's noble. It's like comfortable clothes, nice clothes. He's got There's an ottoman. nothing that like he couldn't replace. No. Um. Okay, so we need to check and make sure that the uh... crow's nest. No, the the the. the... Kind of we had the wolf in, in our ship? Yeah, he was the navigation port. Okay. We need to check and make sure that the wolf is still in his place. We'll go do that. I'm going to check the other rooms. So Got to make sure my baby's over here. Did Karox go back to the ship as far as they see, or is everything exactly how they left it on the ship in, as, as a whole? Did, he, did, did anything get fucked up in the navigation center that's visible? Where's the thing that does the counterspell so that would have been uh two places there's one in your quarters and there's one um in the crow's nest where you were stationed i would have liked to have taken the one in the crow's nest okay if possible yeah so it's it's basically like for lack of better words um like a magical stone that was mounted right about shoulder height in the crow's nest for you to basically just channel your spell through. Mm. And it casts counterspell around the entire ship. Um. Um, so, but it, you could have just ripped the counterspell stone out of the wall or out of the mast and brought it with you. Okay. I thought it was like a uh, an item that like does counterspell. So it count. I think it cost you a spell slot. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it cost you a spell slot, um, but it's like an amplifier. Okay. Did you take it anyway? Yeah. Okay. So the navigation area looks fine. Wolf torso and head still seems to be just like you left it. Uh, if anybody goes up into the crow's nest, the counter spell stone up there is gone. Oh my god, the fire elemental's been let loose. <laughs> Do you really think he would risk burning down all of his fine, beautiful sheets? He can buy yes. new ones. <laughs> yes. So, um, you guys know two things. Right? And I took all the gold everyone had stored in their rooms. I don't have a room. Uh, He's like, I don't have a room. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you think they left their gold? Uh... I gave up on 22,000 gold. That's a lot of gold. You got a bag of holding coins. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone's born with yeah. it. Yeah, everyone in this world is born with it, but some people's might just stay empty permanently. Um, it's a class system. Um, I prefer to think of, like, I just have, like, sacks of gold just tied all your over. Armor? It's like Goku. Just yes. like, drop it off as I go to get faster. Yeah. Let me, let me shed my weighted clothes. Um, so you guys know three things right now. I said two earlier. You know three things. Um, you don't have a way to communicate with the king. Mm-hmm. There's definitely an item in the volcano. And there's definitely an item in Orenthal. Four things. Karox is a dick. <laughs> well, four things. Karox is not here. Yeah. Um, and... But he is still a dick. Yes. And he didn't leave you any notes. He didn't leave you any communications. Okay, you know what? <clears throat> and just really quick, um, if you decide that 
the next closest place to go would be Orenthal to get whatever gift is divine gift is there. Um, Glim is on the way, so you could stop and talk to the king. Okay. So that's that's the things you know, Chidrens. I guess stop off at Glim. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Glim is just like a day away. It's not very far as the crow, as the glimmer of hope flies. Um, I take Carax's fanciest pillowcase and make sheets and curtains for my dwarf dollhouse that I live in. Okay. Uh, do you have Taylor's tool proficiency? No. I have a They're cobbler. very roughly cut. I just <laughs> use like my tiny little pixie dagger. I have a cobbler. That's true. I get Silrena to do it. I forgot she existed. I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? Blueberry peach? Yeah, no. I, I, get, I get Silrena to... The seller's like, I cook dessert. <laughs> I forgot Silrena like existed. Like, I would ever do something like that. Wait, was she on the ship the entire time? She just let him take off with the fan- with the damn stone? Ask her! She was probably watching the snakes. Yeah. That's her job. Her job was to tend to the babies. Or she's dead. Ooh, she's I don't know. Karox, tell me. Is she gone? Is there just blood? It's everywhere. <laughs> Snakes are dead. She's dead. I'm kidding. <laughs> and you stood up. You gonna get a divorce before you even get married? <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever threaten my babies like that. Said I was kidding. Guys, the the wedding's <laughs> off. Suddenly, my Halloween became free. <laughs> so, um, what color were your sheets and your pillowcases? Black. <laughs> <laughs> they were like black. Like, like a maroonish red. Okay. Oh, the color of blood. <laughs> well, now I've got not lots of nice maroon accents in my little dwarf dollhouse. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And if you look closely and like you put it all together, you see hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> The tag you cut off of his off of his thing that you use as a pillowcase. Now you, your pillowcase just says hot topic. Head washing instructions. Yeah, and it has washing instructions. <laughs> Delicate cycle only. Tag federal crime. Okay, yeah. It's okay. It's only if you don't own it. And it's yeah. Mine now. <laughs> that shit used to scare the shit out of me when I was little because I pulled one off, and I was like, I'm gonna go to jail. <laughs> And my mom didn't, like, help. She didn't, like, no, you're not. It's fine. Oh, well, I guess I got a call on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys head the day, day's journey to Glim. There is a place for you to dock behind the castle. That's where you kept your ship last time. Okay. Um, the day's journey goes smoothly. You don't get in any dragon fights or anything. There's, like, one seagull that kind of gets annoying. Um, tries it. to eat Myrna. Tries to eat Myrna, and then Fergie's over there using it as target practice. I try Eldritch Blatt. Eldritch Blatt. Yeah, so the, the, the tentacle gun comes out, and she's like, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but you missed. Oh. Um, and he gets away. With Myrna. No. Bye, Myrna. Oh, I'm just gonna be Nisha now. I do have the, I do have the stats for a sentient awakened familiar. Um, so you guys make it to Glim. 
I know we're playing a little fast and loose with time, but I don't give a shit. I'm God cool. in this world. Yeah. Um, straight to the king. Okay, so you guys go straight to the king. It's about mid-morning when you get here. All right, here. put on bunny slippers, then straight to the king. <laughs> all right, so you all put on your customary bunny slippers and head to the... Does Fergie have bunny slippers? No. No. But Nisha does. I forgot they got bunny slippers for the fucking pseudo dragon. Um, so everyone puts on their bunny slippers, but Fergie, and who feels very lucky. Oh, you out. can take, you can use Carox's. I'm sure uh. he took those with him. <laughs> Did Carox take his bunny slippers? I like. He's like they were already on him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always wearing them. <laughs> He's like, I don't have any magic shoes. I was wearing my bunny slippers, and I had him walk around for me, so I didn't have to move my legs. <laughs> I always just hovered. It looked like I was hovering. Yeah, you hovered just time. enough that like there's just bunny paws wherever you're walking. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they were able to track you for a few blocks before you disappeared again. Ah, this was him. <laughs> this is the paw prints. Four, eight, eight paws, right? Just okay. Anyway, so um, that little, I, I believe it was a halfling. Could have been a gnome. I honestly can't remember at this point. The guy who, the caller, the guy who meets you when you mm. walk in. He's like. Hold one minute. Wait here. And he keeps you in a room off to the side. Um, you hear the king in the throne room talking to someone. And then you hear him laugh. And then uh, you hear him say, Come in, come in, come in, champions. So you guys are allowed to enter the room. And in front of him, uh, talking with him currently, is uh, the woman from... Words. God damn it. My brain just like went out. <laughs> Fogtown. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, cool. The, yeah. the one whose name started with an M. I was stuck in a time loop forever. Yes. So, yes, you see Magdalena standing in front of the king and they're joking around like old friends. Uh, and uh, the king, as you guys walk in, he's like, Thank you all so much. I had no idea. That uh, Fogtown was stuck in some sort of magical time loop for the last several hundred years. No, uh, no. As you can tell, I don't go there very often. Understandable. It's dirty. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been listening to your Sending Stone? Uh, it hasn't gone off that I know of. You should call it. Well, Karox may have diddled on away with. Uh... Diddled? Who's he diddling? Is he the a champion war diddler? Forged, whose code name apparently is the magistrate working for Cedric. Um, we caught him while he was taking a uh, infernal item, I suppose you might call it. Some sort of very corrupt item, kind of like divine, but not divine. The king's face kind of just like, I'm sorry, what? Just like, he's like, his mouth is kind of a gape. Like, yeah, you know, like the sword, like your armor, how it's divine. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay, yeah, it was like that, but it was corrupt and not divine. Also, I'm Fergie. Yeah, yeah. that's Fergie. Um, I have many questions. Uh, but first, Karox like is fraternizing. Like, shut up, King, listen. Karox is fraternizing with the enemy. In a good way? Is that who he's diddling? Yes. Okay. Possibly. He's possibly diddling a warforged. Got it. Yes. 
And he took the sending stone. That's the point. (laughs) She said he's diddling away with the enemy. I was like, what? Who is he diddling? Is he a champion diddler? (laughs) And he took the He's also ashamed of his diddling? Sorry. He took the sending stone that is connected to you, so we were hoping that perhaps he may have gone, you know, turned it on, activated it, so that way you could potentially listen into the conversation and get more information. So James, tell me this. Did did the stone go off? No? No. Okay. Sorry. My assumption was correct. Um, So yeah, he's like, it's right here, and he, he like has it. It's sitting on like the arm of his chair where it usually is. And he's like, it's not gone off. Um, we would have heard it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is distressing news. What happened to your friend? Not him. And he points at... Did he meet the fucking werewolf or no? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think he met the werewolf either. So, what happened to the scarecrow? Uh... He ended up Switching bodies. He turned into a fish fish. for a little bit. And then he turned into a snake person. Yeah. And then he died. Yeah. Because I killed him. Did you say he switched bodies? Yes, he's the one that switched bodies with the little creature. Like the little one-eyed demon thing. thing. Mm. Um, They switched bodies. They swapped consciousnesses. And then he accidentally killed himself in his other body. And yeah, we were not aware apparently until we killed him. And then Trake stuck him in a tree and he got exploded by lightning. Yeah. You guys, um, <laughs> I'm gonna need to revoke the term champion. Just kind of be like, those people from Glim. You know, those guys. Wow, that's really proud of you. And then we, of you we actually ran associate into a... your talent us. And then we well, ran into a werewolf. He also died. Yeah. Hmm. And now we have this person. Yeah, he, he disguised himself as a dwarf. What's your name? I'm Fergalicious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> um, <laughs> Megan's dead. Um, so he snaps his fingers and the, uh, the gnome runs off and comes back and hands you a sending stone. That, um, he kind of holds in front of you, and he does some, uh, somatic components over, and it basically is now linked to your friend's sending stones. Wow. So you have one. Yeah. Um, he gives you a pin, because he's sick of giving out big things with his symbol on it that just wind up on dead bodies. (laughs) So, he gives you a pin with the, the, the... Symbol of Glim with the fist and the sword and blah blah blah, and pins that on you, and he deputizes you as an official member of the team, and he goes. So Karox has left with the enemy, and he has the stone that connects straight to me. Is this what you're telling me? That is precisely what I am telling you. Yes, sir. Okay. He uh, leans over to the gnome, and uh, whispers something. The gnome takes the stone. Uh, from the chair and runs to the back room. He comes back with two stones, sits the one back on the throne, and hands the other one to... One, two, three, four... Maybe not Michael. Duh, nope. Well, Morana. I rolled a one. Probably the most responsible choice. <laughs> Maybe 
Maybe. So Morana has the sending uh, the new sending stone that links to the king. Um. And uh, what did you write? Where did I don't see what you're pointing at? Ah, Glen Glen Kingstone. Okay, King Glenstone. So. Um, it's at this point that I'm gonna do this because I don't know when Chip is going to come back. Trake is going to stay in the castle for now. Okay. Um, so Trake says that he just kind of needs a rest right now, and he's very, very, very hungry. So he's gonna stay in the castle for now. Does he get a job in the kitchens? No, because he would be fired. He's a royal taster. Yeah, uh, yeah, he'll be the royal taster who eats an entire meal and says, "Yes, make that again." The king would love it. <laughs> um, completely negating his job. Yeah. Um, Chip, Chip will be back once once Rona's over. With yeah, once the Rona's likely. over. Yeah, once the world becomes a not burning hellscape, <laughs> or less of a burning hellscape. Uh, more likely. So. Um, the king says you guys seem to be a bit short on members. Hey, my members are very large, thank you. As a changeling, I feel like that's something you can control, so I can't dispute this. Yeah. Um, (laughs) why don't you stay the night, and in the morning we will talk. Um, Magdalena, who's standing there just kind of watching all this, she goes... Was the one who left the guy who kept trying to kill me? Probably. Yeah. Sounds like him. This does not surprise <laughs> me. Look, he's really <laughs> a good guy. Uh, don't, don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> King Mora himself knows very well what Kerox is. Yeah, he's like, also guys, sorry, I guess it's my bad for letting him out in the first place. However, to be fair, I didn't choose him. The dagger did, so mm-hmm. this ain't on me. It's on the gods. <laughs> um, but yes, feel free to stay the rest of the day and the night in your normal rooms here in the castle. Okay. And if I uh, uh, will, will show you to Maybe the room just where in the lobby. <laughs> Fergie, we will show you to the room where your predecessors have stayed. It's probably gonna be full of death. Um, well, whose fault is that? <laughs> Last time you guys were here, weren't you infected with some sort of weird disease? Yeah. Oh god, has it been cleaned? Yeah, yeah, it's been cleaned. Okay, good. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, there's like a fungus. Anyway, are you talking about from when we went to the high elf place and that creature? Like... It may have been in the high. Yeah, it may have been in uh, Winterwater. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. Life, no, life has happened. Anthony's character. Ah, it was Anthony's yeah. character. Okay, it was very long ago. His skin turned clear. Ah, yes. You, I'm so glad you have a better memory than me. We broke her. We got a Tuscan Raider. Well, he broke Megan. <laughs> They're both dead. Okay, so... So I don't just kill my characters. <laughs> it's, um... You kill players as well. It's late morning. 
Um, if you guys have anything that you'd like to do in town, you can feel free to do so. Um, there's the Arcanium Outpost. There's the, the, the Magical Mail Delivery Service. There's the Blacksmith, Obstagar, Grundleplatt. Um, Malvo's. There's lots of stuff. But if you have something you'd like to do, let me know. Canal. There's things to do in a canal. Yes. Yeah. Just don't swim ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, we can we can like check out Malvo's and. Okay. Stuff. It's been a while since we've been to the Emporium. So, um, you guys kind of wander around town. There's been some definite upgrades in town since last you've been here. Like, things are different. The, um, the, it's definitely a city that is both expanding due to an oncoming war, but also expanding because it's just, there are a lot more people moving here, living here. Um, magic has, in the, you know, restoration of the Arcanium, has kind of, um, added some kind of growth to the city. Like, the, um, things are just booming here in, uh, in Glen. Okay. So, as you walk into Malvo's, um, I believe Malvo's was the wall that you swipe like Tinder. Yeah. Um, so, as you, flip and stuff. as you walk into Malvo's, um, he's there behind his little table with his Dumbledore gear on, his long beard. Um, his Dumbledore gear is still purple and yellow. Heck yeah. Um, and you walk in, you start looking around. Um, the walls... He, he, well, he looks at you and he's like, I remember you. Uh, didn't you have that weird cat person with you last time? Yeah. He's been here since then. He's... he... Recently. You guys told me he was dead. Um... Like, like he, maybe... Like, are, are you sure it wasn't like a brother? No, it was because definitely him. We know that he, whenever Mohu died, he he got he got poofed. Yeah, he died. Um, he's been here in like the last month. Well, three weeks, three weeks ish, three weeks to a month. God damn it! I was really hoping he was gonna be dead. <laughs> James is just shaking his head. No. Yeah, he's definitely. It's definitely him because he wouldn't shut up. I remember. Eric's dimension doors in. No! Dimension doors out. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have a new quest! And he leaves through his goth door. Um. Um. But, uh, is there anything you all are looking for? And hello to the new people I've never met before. Welcome. Hi. You guys are much smaller a group than you used to be. Yeah. Uh, I guess the world would do that, do you? Yeah. Um, well, not to you, but to the others. Yeah. Um. What are you, are you looking for anything specific? Nah, just perusing. Mm. Well... Let's see here. He goes over to one of the tables and he smacks it and it flips over and there's a one one item on it and it looks kind of like you know the eye of Horus. Yeah. It looks kind of like that, but it's got a like thick red gem in the middle. It's it's meant to be worn as a monocle. And um, what does it do? The this ancient golden monocle's lens is uh, roughly hewn ruby. 
While you wear this monocle, it magically floats in front of your eye, instead of resting on your face, and you can see clearly through its ruby lens. While peering through the lens, you always know if a creature you can see is concentrating on a spell. You perceive a concentrating creature's head as being surrounded by an indigo mist. This monocle has 10 charges for the following properties and regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges daily at dawn. While you're wearing this monocle, you can use it to you can use an action to expend a number of his charges to cast the following spells: Arcane Eye, 4 charges, Detect Thoughts, 2 charges, and Telepathic Bond, 5 charges. It also has the following property: Mental Assault. While wearing the monocle, you can use a bonus action to expend three charges in an attempt to break a creature's concentration on a spell. The target must be within 60 feet of you, and you must be able to see it. When you do so, make an intelligence check contested by the target's spellcasting ability check. If you win, the target's concentration ends. So, you can use it to cast Arcane Eye, Detect Thoughts, or Telepathic Bond, and you can use a bonus action to cast... Uh, to, to try and break uh, a spellcaster's concentration. Hmm. Cool. He says, since you aren't looking for anything specific, I figured I'd show you a bit of the odds and ends. I mean, I never have anything specific in mind. I just kind of like to see what's out there. He goes, well, I do have this. And he goes over to the next table and hits it and it flips over. And um, it's a bottle of effervescent teal liquid. Do you drink it? Um, well, it's it's a beverage, yes. It's called a gin and tonic. I have one of those. Huh. You do? Yeah, literally, right here. Ah, well, luckily there. Does yours specify common or rare? No, it just says gin and tonic. Okay. I can't recall if yours was common or rare. But there are two different versions. Um, I think I spent a lot of money on it. So it put rare next to it. Okay. Uh, typical gin and tonic is a common potion. is a specialty alcoholic beverage that causes a magical wind to tussle your hair, cloak, or other dramatic or other clothing dramatically for one hour after you drink it. A small note of mist dances above the potion's liquid and gently stirs it. The beverage is smooth, bubbly, and ref uh, refreshing with notes of juniper, elderberries, white peach, and lavender. Due to its magical nature, the alcohol within this potion affects a creature twice as much as normal alcohol. You wouldn't be able to drink it. Yeah, I know. It um, sounds very appealing. Alas, the, I am dry. This one, however... When you drink it, you also gain the effect of the gaseous form spell for ten minutes. Um, your form rematerializes after the time with a rush, uh, in a large rush of air, forcing all large and smaller creatures within thirty feet of you to make a strength save or be pushed ten feet away and knocked prone. So you become a drunk cloud. Yes. 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 Very fun. Very fun indeed. We also have, he walks over the wall and swipes, and it's just a necklace with, like, um, you know, the Ankh symbol? Mm -hmm. It's got that on it. Um, Very Egyptian-themed in here today. Yes, uh, we, we are leaning heavily upon the fantasy world of Egypt mm. today. Yes. Um, I've heard of it. No, you haven't. <laughs> um, while wearing Isn't this... it based on the void? Sure. 
While wearing this necklace, you can choose to succeed on a death save you would otherwise have failed. If you use it in this way when suffering two... I'm sorry. If you use the Ankh in this way when suffering two failed death saving throws, you instead gain one success and one failure. Once the Ankh has been used uh, in this way, it is destroyed. So it's like a one-time success on a death save. And if you crit fail and instead would take two death saves, you take one success and one failure. Huh. And then it explodes, and you die. I'm joking. It just crumbles to dust. <laughs> okay. So it's like a aid to second life. Kind of, yes. Very, very good, considering it's the Ankh. Uh, how much is that? That is 5,000 gold. 5,000 gold, eh? Yes. All right, I'll take it. Okay, so um, you can basically just write one time, po- uh, one time success, death save success instead of failure or something. Figure out what you want to write. I don't care. Um, the only other item I really have for sale today is uh, this bent spoon, and he picks it up. Uh, this silver spoon once belonged to a mystic with an unending appetite. It has three runes etched into the metal that perform various magical functions. The Ulm rune um, in the bowl of the spoon enhances the flavor of any soup or similarly spoonable dish by drawing out the more nuanced flavors that are often overlooked. The tox spoon on the back of the spoon, uh, rune on the back of the spoon's head, causes the spoon to tarnish and dim when touched by any poison. The spoon remains this way until dawn, the next dawn, when its normal luster magically reappears. And the Sierra uh, rune on the handle strengthens the power of certain psychic effects. While the spoon is on your person and you roll any psychic damage, you can focus your attention on the spoon for free to deal maximum damage on one of the damage die you are rolling. <laughs> once this once this rune has been used, it can't be used until the next day at dawn. Psychic focusing into a spoon! <laughs> yes, you are what, Kadabra? Yeah, Alakazam. Alakazam. Would you like to know why he had unending appetites? Sure. Because every single time he would spoon his soup, it would be bent, so it would just go back into the bowl, and he would just continuously It's just like, this. it's just twisted. Oh, okay. We should tell Trake about it if he's going to be working as a food taster. This is true. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's all I'm offering today. Oh, that's fine. Uh, would you like I to trade me? a monocle for a gin and tonic? No. Damn. He's already got a gin and tonic. Yes, I already have. I know, but make things the monocle just mechanically nice. the monocle is worth more. Oh. Um. So yeah, do you guys have anything else you'd like to specifically do around town? Mm-mm. Michael's laughing. Well, I wrote down. Rank oh my of god! I still have an anti magic <laughs> stone. That's your fault. <laughs> what did you say, Grayson? I still have an anti-magic stone. Ah. You shouldn't have been able to cast any spells. I left it on the ship. Oh, okay. Ship falls out of the sky. <laughs> your, your fire elemental's gone. No. 
Um, every single time we uh, cast like an- counterspell and it goes around, except for like this little hole. So yeah. like, if they just happen to shoot that area, <laughs> there's a ten percent chance. Yeah, it hits the one hole where there's no counterspell. Megan, Gideon looks like yes, I am a shelf. Put your elbow here. <laughs> Megan was Gideon's on her lap. Also, hashtag baby floof watch. We weighed him today at the vet, and he weighs fifteen pounds. <laughs> wow. He's very big. He's a pear-shaped boy. He's like Grimace. He didn't say anything about him needing to lose weight. He just said, like, he's gained weight since the last time he was here. Yeah, meanwhile, yeah, they, te- they said Vivi needs to gain weight. What? Yeah. She looks big, but it's She's all fluff. fluff. So she needs more turkey. Anyway. So, trying. if you guys don't have anything you'd like to do, we're going to flash over to a meeting between... The king and someone else. Okay. So the king is sitting in the throne and he snaps his fingers and says, Come on in, Vince. And uh, this guy who is wearing similar armor to what Salar wore when she was a member of the guard walks in. What What does Vince look like? James? I <laughs> caught him off guard. Is he human? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he's athletic built. He's got a buzz cut. Not all the way. Like, it's not a zero all the way around. Obviously. Um, like a fade. Pretty much. Um, Does he? He looks like a marine. Is that what you're getting at? No. Okay. No. You fight in the no gun war. <laughs> that's, that's what you're, you're talking about. Talking about India and China. No, no, no. Uh, Guile. Oh. Uh, oh no. <laughs> okay. There was like I think it was like last month. India oh my god. And China had like a confront confrontation where. <coughs> fucking Joel McHale as Guile. I forgot that existed. <laughs> I fought in the no gun war. <sighs> my hair's like really spiked up. It's kick. blonde. You have I've two got, backwards got American flags boots. tattooed on your yeah. arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what it looked like. Okay. Sure. I'm just going to picture sure. Kyle for now, and we'll get into that later. And uh, the king looks at Vince, and he goes, Vince, I have asked you to come see me today because we have a problem. Uh... As you recall, I let Karox, the Desecrator, go off with the other champions who were chosen by the Divine Gifts. It appears that he has deserted the group along with other members of Cedric's forces. Like you to go and retrieve him. I'm surprised it took him this long to defect. Obviously there was something keeping him with this group for a while, I would assume. Probably the completionist in him wanted the full set of the armor and weapons that he uh, has now found. Possibly. So. How did they just let him leave? 
Well, what was explained to me was they encountered a contingent of Warforged soldiers. Uh, Karox then teleported next to this other Warforged who seemed to be leading them, who went by the, the name of the Magistrate. And uh, they kind of just teleported away. Magic. And he waves his hands in the air. Um, I guess we have a good idea of where he is. Um, he does still have a sending stone that is linked to me. So I have provided the team with a new stone that is also linked to me. Uh, they're not three-way. Oh. Just going to throw that out there for you to tell them later. Or maybe we'll just say this was explained to you guys at some point. Uh, you can call the king, the king can call you, the king can call Karox, but you cannot call Karox and Karox cannot call you. Actually, for some reason, every one of our rooms has a loudspeaker and we're listening in. Yeah. <laughs> Those idiots let him get away. <laughs> it appears so. I've lost good men trying to capture him the first time, and then you let him out to wander about the world, only to get even more powerful. It does seem that way, yes. However, I blame... And you're really them. a thousand years old. Roughly. Apparently wisdom does not come with age <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> he looks at you and he's like, Vince. Ah, you're right. You are still my king. For now, yes. Um, would you be willing to go with them? and bring him back or kill him and bring his body back whichever you feel well I personally don't care anymore I've captured him once I can do it again okay grab what you need and I will introduce you or reintroduce you I can't remember if you've met them before I'm sure you've seen them around I will introduce you to the rest of the team but uh, in time. Do what you need to do before you leave. Okay. How do you feel about flying? Never done it before. I don't know if I get airsick. <laughs> Are you about to roll your stats? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do this. Um, so, Vince goes off to... Prepare. Pre prepare. By rolling his stats. To make preparations <laughs> and and uh, do the things that need to be done, whether he has a family or not. Who knows? Um, only, only Vince knows. Uh, the king doesn't get very close with his, his trusted guards because he lives so long and they die. Um, <laughs> so... You would think he'd, you know... He's closer with Vince than he is give, with other guards. Give, uh... His, like, closest protectors, you know, some way of staying alive longer than a mortal. He, well, so would. he even explains, like, if when he's asked this question, like, he has no idea how he's lived this long. There's no oh, spell. Yeah. It's just, he's pretty sure that if he were to stop wearing this armor every day, he'd probably just die. Hmm. Eventually. 
You're not in Karox brain. Does he just smell really, really bad? No, he takes it off. Obviously, you guys have met him when he wore his robes and his bunny slippers. He's got to wash it. Yeah, he hit, has a he has a Obstagar cleans it daily. So, like, how how? What's the longest he's not had them off? I mean, Obstagar cleans it at night and he puts it back on in the morning. So you can make it like a twelve-hour period. Yeah. Yeah. Stop plotting, Megan. If anyone's gonna steal his armor, it's gonna be Karox. No, I'll let I'll let Morana steal his armor because I'm pretty sure she wants it more than I do. I just want his throne. How are you gonna steal the armor? I Obviously, go up to... we wait until he falls asleep. I thought the evil character kill the was guy. out of the group now. I am I am I am chaotic neutral now. Ever since I killed uh, the worst, the worst alignment. I I'm cha- I was true neutral, but then oh. I killed Uriel. Yep. And you said I had to be chaotic. Well, and that was that episode was lost to time. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so time passes. Kara, or Karox, fuck. This is going to take some getting used to. Vince goes off to make his preparations. Uh, you know, he has to tell the person who's now going to be captain of the Enhanced Guard in his uh, stead what their duties are. Um, the king calls you back into his throne room and informs you that he will be sending with you a, uh, a trusted ally of his and, uh, someone that Salar might have known in her time in the town guard. Don't tell me it's Jerry. No, fuck that dude. Fuck Jerry. No, I killed Jerry while you were gone. Oh my god, you're my best friend. You're welcome. Wait, not um, Jerry, he was my best friend. <laughs> you don't even know Jerry, bitch. Not that Jerry, different Jerry. Oh, oh okay, good. Dumb Jerry, not, not smart Jerry. Not Jerry of Dogtown. No. No, no. Dumb Jerry, not smart Jerry. Smart Jerry's cool. Yeah. Um, we like him. Limp, limp Jerry. Oh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> he didn't have no bones. <laughs> uh, so. He kept yelling at us to moisturize him. It was ridiculous. <laughs> moisturize me. Um, so... Uh, he says, I will be sending along Vince, the captain of the Enhanced Guard, whose main charge at this point is to find Karox and either kill him or bring him back to me, whichever he feels like. Um, Vince was the one who caught Karox the first time. Mm. So I have placed my faith in him to do so again. So, when you guys leave, just let me know, and Vince will meet you at the ship. Doesn't know which one is ours? He does, but he needs to know what day you're leaving. Mm. You know, obviously, he's not going to just camp out outside of the ship. Oh, that's too bad. (laughs) So, um, do you have anything else you want to discuss? Anything else I need to know? The sky is still purple, and that is very concerning. Uh, where are you heading next? Grunt's Fury. No, we have the next closest place on our stop is Orenthal. Ah, you're returning to Orenthal. Yes, apparently there's another divine item there. Ah, interesting. How have you been locating these? Praying. Shit, I knew I should try that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my prayers apparently don't work right. So they had to basically drown me in water. 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The um, priestesses in different temples do have their ways. Um, this is this is known. Uh, did I hear him say there's a volcano? You gotta go- you have to go to the volcano eventually. Yes. There's another item there. Interesting. Um, it is active, so please be careful. We'll be fine. Um, we will be mobilizing soon, and our forces will be moving to camp outside of Silvercrest. Silvercrest, okay. Um, how soon? In the coming weeks. Okay. We plan to mobilize our forces and camp outside of Silvercrest. Silvercrest has recently pledged their allegiance to me and will be siding with me thanks to a friend of yours. Um, the Catman. Squall. Oh my god, I was really hoping that, that, that Melva was just losing his mind. <laughs> but no, apparently No, I mean, Melva was a crazy alive. person. But, um... Yes, yes. Squall is very much alive. And he has a different That's team with him. That's wonderful. I rolled a really good insight check, so I'm gonna be like, I see that this pains you. Your face. He never alone. shuts up. Well, he and a uh, couple other people, he's got a uh, an Aarakocra with him, and a Hobgoblin, and an Eldrin, Eldrin, Eldrin. I can never pronounce their race correctly. Me as a DM or the king. He's dyslexic. Her bird, um, her the birdman's pretty cool. <laughs> okay. So uh, also, it appears that he lost a limb at some point. Just FYI. So now he's going on and on and on about this robot army ass. Um, Thank you for the warning. Yes. Maybe um, cut his robot arm off. You're not here. <laughs> Vince, Vince is like, in the background, I need a robot arm. Um, so last, just FYI, last I heard, Squall and his companions were heading to Winterwater to okay. visit Queen Aurelia. Okay. Um... So if you're heading that way, just be warned. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Manu passed through here recently. And how, he, how, how is he doing? He seems to be doing well. Um, it appears that he killed the Vagabond Queen the leader of the Red Monks. Well, that's wonderful. He had her head in a bag. How charming. Yes. Um, so it appears he and that small French boy have been making their way back to the Dancing Coast to Manu's uh, tribe. Or Bijou will become king. <laughs> yes. Bijou is still alive as well. Yes. It, as lo- at least he was when he was last here. Huh. Speaking abyssal. Um, <laughs> um, summoning demons in the, d- he, the devil's tongue. 
Did, did Manu mention anything about potentially coming to help us with this uh, purple sky business? He did uh, mention that if we needed him, once we made our final camp and made preparations for the assault, um, he would be there. Uh, Silvercrest is on the same coast yeah. that his uh, tribe roams. So um, he did mention that if we need him, he will be there. Okay. Do we just like do like a spotlight of like a baguette into the sky? Yes. So um, it's like the bat symbol. Yeah. But the baguette symbol. The baguette symbol. Actually, you just have to say <laughs> real loud. Ah, and okay. Bijou, it's like it's like Beetlejuice. Five times with your eyes closed. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! He's like, oh, wee wee! <laughs> um. Is she sweet or not enough? I'm a pineapple. Um. So, yes. So, there's my update for you. Wonderful. Um. Now, be warned. This magistrate that you say you have just encountered seems to be one of a few new commanders. Uh, Squall and his group recently encountered a guy who went by, or a warforged who went by the name the Inquisitor. Um, it was not a very good fight. It was, uh, and when I say that, I mean, I'm sure it was a glorious battle, but it was, uh, Hard. It was an arduous battle. This Warforged was very large and apparently uses like, uh, you know, like an incense sensor that mm -hmm. priests would swing around? Uh, one of those is a flail and it catches you on fire when you get hit with it. You smell like rosemary for a day. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the good thing. Oh, okay. Um, well, the magistrate has basically a giant hammer. And black robes that makes him look like some sort of fucked up judge. Okay. I see a theme. Yeah. Um. So be wary um, as you're out there and just be aware, team. So let me know when you're ready to go and I will have, I will call for Vince and you can be on your way. ASAP? Is there anything else you guys want to do? My non-speakers? So as, yes, as DM, is there anything you guys want to do? Do you want to go? Is there anything you need to do while you're in town? Anything you need to buy? We can, like, if you guys want more health potions, we can do that hand yeah, I'll, I'll buy some health potions. So I think they're like 50 gold pieces for the normal health potions and like uh, 125 or something for greater. Okay, I'll buy... A few greater. <laughs> so he's like, I'm going to spend 10,000 gold I'm on good. greater health potions. How much are greater, you said? I'm going to say 125. 125? Okay. I'll just buy 10 of them. Okay. Now, Fergie has a bandolier of health potions. I have eight of each. Um. So if you guys plan on leaving ASAP, we'll go ahead and call for Vince. And he will meet you yeah, so the guy uh, just sticks his head, the gnome just sticks his head out of the, out the door and goes, Vince! Get in here! Blah! 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 And, uh, yeah. 
So Vince walks in. He is as James described him earlier until in, he decides later. And I take my comb and I just comb my hair straight back. Oh, elbow elbow Grayson in, in the face. face. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the blind You're one? Okay. <laughs> She's behind me. I can't see her. <laughs> I'm not gonna hit you. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> So Vince walks. <laughs> so Vince walks in and slicks his hair back with his comb. It's like a switchblade, but it it's flips, a comb. And then the hair flips back forward, but not like falls. I got a lot, I got a lot, yeah. I got a lot of hairspray. Yeah, magical hairspray. <laughs> Malvo's magical hair holding goo. It's like a foot and a half off the top of my head. I love this. You can't wear a helmet. <laughs> Are you no, a special it, helmet? It, it, my hair goes through the helmet to make the little mohawk thing. <laughs> it's like a visor. Yeah. It's a, instead of a hat, it's a visor where oh, there's a hole at the top. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? This. <laughs> I protect the king. And... Kill Oh, it's much like the last guy. Oh, yeah. the, the protect the king part is different, but the, the last part is different. Bad people. How bad? Okay. Real well, bad. Real bad. I wanted Karox executed. but That probably would have been better for everyone. Others thought that lifelong imprisonment that didn't last a lifetime was a more fitting punishment. Mm. You guys, I'd like to point out, you guys are doing this in front of King Mora, so the king's just like, I understand, the mistake was made. Can we move on as people in this relationship? Thanks. You know, I agree. Imprisonment's stupid. <laughs> yep, let's just murder everyone. Who does Whoa. wrong? We can't just murder everyone. Who does yeah. wrong? Look, see that old lady over there? I don't think she can cross the street like that. Gets long. We should kill her. Jaywalking is a crime punishable so, by death. So these are the people that I will be traveling with. Yep. Great. Well, mostly that's just Fergie. Um, yeah, that one's Fergie. So Vince is wearing like similar armor, I would assume, to what the, the town guard wears, but it's a little different, maybe because the enhanced guard... Has different and I'm the captain of it. Yeah. So there's gold trim. <laughs> He's got a gold cape. Yeah. Oh, it's very flashy. Blue. It shimmers. That would really complement the new decor in my house. And it's also, <laughs> it's also enchanted to where it just constantly. That's the cloak flowing. of billowing. It's a real thing inside of this guy. Yeah, it's just <laughs> Doctor Flash style. Yes. And then. Before we go, I turn to the king and I tell them, so do I get, like, you know, a pair of bunny slippers or what? <laughs> I think you've earned it. Um, we'll put it in order. And nice. next time you're in town, yes. I wonder if we can get a magical mail delivery service mailbox put onto the ship. Well, it's hard to, from what they've explained to me. It is hard to uh, send things through uh, teleportation 
systems such as that when the thing is constantly moving and you don't know where it is. Each, each magical mail delivery service uh, portal is linked to another stationary spot. Hmm. So, like, they can send they can send something from the Glim MMDS to the Nifflinhelm MMDS because those buildings don't move. And it's just, like, stick your arm through, someone on the other end takes it, and you leave. But wait, could we then give them items but not receive items? Like, we could ship yeah, items? Yeah, you could technically ship items, I guess, from your ship to the stationary point. Yes. I mean, I don't know how that'd be useful, but I'm just curious. That's well, you know, actually, now that I think about it, the the uh, Grand Arcanium does move, and you can still teleport there. So I guess it would be possible to install a mailbox on your ship. Cool, Ooh. let's do that. Yeah, we should go by the uh, MMDS. Well, he's like, I'll just get them over here. Oh, okay. Um, Good to be king. Yeah, I have that kind of pull here in my kingdom. That I made, built from the ground up. Um, so humble. Yes, yeah, very. I'm the humblest. Kingdom. I really um, like it, oh, except for the whole imprisonment laws. I mean, that those could definitely. <laughs> I'm the most humble. There's no one humbler than me. This apple cry, cry. This apple pie is the most crumblest. Yes, I love that fucking song. Um, that's his theme song. Cool. So, um, a few minutes goes by and um. A halfling rushes in, and he's got, like, the... I think you guys have seen it before at the MMDS. He uh, got, like, a Doc Ock-style backpack on with <laughs> extra arms. And he's like, uh, show me to the ship. So you guys go out back, and he's like, uh, where do you want it? Oh. Specific room you want it in? You want me to just pick? Uh, you, can, you can put it in... Maybe Here, let me move these snakes. You can put it right there. What about the control room? Something where everybody goes. Salar's like, but I want it. I want to stick snakes I mean, I in suppose it. if you really want someone's arm coming out of the wall and punching Marana in the face while she's trying to drive. And close line, you wish you get out of bed. Snakes, I didn't say over the blast. control panel. I just said, like, we have, like, other corners of the control room. There is a, okay. there is a, like, or the there is, like, a room? common quarters yeah, that we is. can put it in. Okay, yeah. So he goes in there, there and, um... Each of the Doc Ock arms has a, like, blade tip at the end, and they start carving these runes in a circle on the wall. And then um, he says, okay, all you have to do is run your hands counterclockwise, or hand, you don't need both, that's weird. Um, run your hand counterclockwise around the runes to turn it on. Mm -hmm. And then you can throw stuff in it, or, um, well, that's all you need to do. Sometimes things will come out of it, so be careful. I mean, okay. if, if you have friends who like to send messages. Um, otherwise, nothing will come out of it because you are lonely. All right, so all you got to do, counterclockwise, rub it with your hands. Cool, cool, cool. Real quick question. Fergie has a question. Yes, ma'am. Oh, you, you can answer his first. Yes. How do we specify the location? That's a good question. All you have to do, I guess I should have mentioned that. Coordinates. Um, so when you rub your hand on it, Counterclockwise, um, speak out loud the city that has the um, MMDS you would like to ship the thing to. Um, to be fair, you could just always send it to our location and then we can forward it where it needs to go. I think we'll do that. Okay. He goes, um, that's less work 
for all of us as both players and characters. Sure. So, um, yours links directly to the MMDS here in Glim, and then from there, we'll put it in our outgoing and sh throw it where it needs to go. Yes, ma'am, you had a question. Does the hand that we need to rub on it uh, need to be attached to a human body? Uh, it does need to be a currently living limb. So, and I pull the hand that's in the jar out. <coughs> mm -hmm. This wouldn't work? Uh, unless it's like Cousin It. Or no, wait, what was that? Is the hand just called the Hand? Thing. The Thing. Right. Unless it's like The Thing from the Adams Family. Uh, no, that won't work. Okay. Were you just going to have it on a chain? Don't worry like about a it. A bank? Just figure She's like, I just want to know what I could do with it. Yeah, just, I'm curious. I have this hand lying around, so I want to know. Yeah, I'm not going to ask you about that. Um. Oh, we found it near some lake. Oh, you found a hand. That makes it better. It was with a bunch of I other organs. An appendix. Weird. You guys are weird. Anything else? Any questions? Are you like trying blood? to build... The like... perfect person. We're trying to build the best boy. We should have done that. We should have looked for one of every single organ that was absolutely necessary. Mm. Hindsight. Mm. 2020. Yes. All right, cool. I'm going to go now. And he's like, Ah. <laughs> uh, so, you guys have a couple of days to get to Orenthal. Mm-hmm. I'll give him a tour. You get Karox's room. Yeah. Here, it's you can black. have this room. Uh, looks <laughs> like the sheets and pillowcases are gone, down. but it's got the comfiest mattress. You know I outrank you, right? <laughs> it's not. It still has the comfiest mattress. And then down here is our fire elemental. His uh, name's Fred. <laughs> oh, and then we have the wolf, who is one of the. You know about the wolf, dude, don't yes. you? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's our navigation system. I know of the ship. Yeah, he would actually have been informed about the ship ahead of time. And uh, he well, knows... aren't they making mm -hmm. ships? That's for, what I was about yeah. to say. He knows that they are currently mass-producing these for, uh, you know, King Glenn. I can still give uh, a tour. Yeah, you give him yeah. a tour. And then this is Silrena. She makes shoes. Oh. And and she's never been given the chance to just live in any of the cities you guys talk in. <laughs> and then this is Salvador, this is Savannah, this is Sarah, this is... Oh god, Sally. she named all the, all the babies. <laughs> I'm never gonna remember there, there's, these. There's, a, there's all their babies. I'm trying to repopulate the planet. No, I'm recording this. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and this is Samuel. And it's a fiend hawk. It's a devil hawk. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is the most talking her character has ever done to a, a teammate. In a happy way. I don't know if it's Look, happy. he outranks me. I'm just trying to get on a good side. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Obviously, we'll go over Vince's equipment and shit later. Uh, you and me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and I. Uh, me we and, will. Me and you. So, us will go over. Yes, it will we be we die. who goes over this equipment. Uh -huh. <laughs> we we. Back in. Ah, sorry. So you guys have a couple of days journey to Orenthal. In that time, Vince uh, makes himself familiar with the ship. 
you guys kind of get to know each other. He tells you about how um, he happened to catch Karox after Karox eluded the normal guard for a long period of time, and the enhanced guard was called in. Uh, for those of you who want to hear that story, go ahead and listen to the uh, Karox episode, backstory episode, which I believe is like the fourth episode we posted uh, for the full story. Yes. Before we take off, though, mm-hmm. uh, after I introduce Samuel, I'm going to send him to the crow's nest to take over the looking. Okay, so are you, like, looking through his eyes, or is he just to alert you when so- if something happens? Alert. Okay. So, that's fine, and the next couple of days goes by pretty fine. There's no real problems in the sky. So... I wrote this book without this um, heel turn, recent heel turn in mind. So, um, you guys have made it back to the first city you visited. Uh, and then in parentheses I wrote, before we had a handle on recording things and lost all the early episodes. Um, it has been months since you entered Orth- Orenthal and dispatched the horrible bard king Eridorn, who later, you found out, was a warforged. And then Mohu turned his body into a magic distillery. Uh, You rescued the head of the town guard from his trance without killing him, parentheses, which gave us all hope for the heroes you might turn out to be. Close parentheses. You then left him in charge of the town as they began to rebuild. The Bard King had let the city begin to crumble in disrepair. The whole city was under a spell, so... As far as they knew, their city was still the gleaming kingdom on a hill that it had been in the past. But it was in fact a dark and gloomy shell of what it once was. You exit the ship and walk towards the stony gate. Already as you approach, the city appears to be in much better shape than it was when you left. The wall around the city appears to have been completely torn down and replaced with a brand new wall. The gates leading into town are shining silver. Two beautifully adorned knights stand on either side of the shining gates. They each take a step inward to block the entrance as you approach. They have their hands on the hilts of their swords, and one speaks. The voice comes from behind a bright red helmet that matches the shining red armor he's wearing. In... Okay, so he says... Who wishes to enter the gleaming city of Orenthal? The champions of Glem. And Vince. And Vince. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wasn't expecting that. So in parentheses I put, the group says something mean and sarcastic about being the people who save the town. (laughs) That worked out better. He goes, ah, I didn't recognize you. I know it has been many months. Well, there's only one. This is true. Uh, well, he says, I didn't... It's been many months since we've been released from the spell of Eridorn, and some of you definitely weren't here last time. Yeah. Please enter. I'm sure uh, Sir Serral would love to greet you and welcome you back to the city. He speaks very highly of those of you who were here last. Well, that is very kind of him. Thank you. 
The uh, red knight steps aside, leaving only the other knight blocking the gateway. This knight, clad in pale leather armor, seems to be staring at the sun. The red knight knocks on his helmet, and the yellow guy shakes his head and goes, Oh, sorry, I zoned out for a bit. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Have a wonderful day. And enter. All right. I'm going to mention to the other guard as we're walking through, you're going to go blind that way. I stared at an eclipse once. It seemed to be fine. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had... Oh, Gideon. So, the Red Knights of blah, 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 blah. The once gleaming city on the hill has been... has risen from the ashes of its oppressive former leader, Eridorn. And the rebuilding seems to have been completely, completely finished. And then some. The city before you barely resembles the skeleton of a city you saved so many months ago. The spires of silver and gold shoot into the clouds, the tallest of which appears to be an Arcanium outpost. It is uh, worth pointing out that not only has the city been rebuilt, it has expanded as well. It is a kingdom now... Uh, it is now a kingdom that rivals the size of Glim. Nomads and displaced citizens from all over Kars have flocked to Orenthal to start anew and make a name for themselves. As you find your way through the winding streets of New Orenthal, you see magnificent structures towering overhead. The spiral, spiraling buildings of uh, gold and silver twisting high into the sun above. The, uh, you enter the town in what is considered the educational district. You see a huge complex of buildings connected by raised walkways high above the streets. New Orenthal University, NOU, is a new facility for higher learning. It's free to anyone who wishes to learn. It also provides on-site on housing, meals, healthcare, and anything else you could possibly need. From the educational district, you walk through the Arcanium district with its swirling marble exterior buildings spiraling high into the clouds. Past the Arcanium district is the religious district. There you see a familiar sight, what was once the site of your battle with Eridorn. The building he used as his residence has been reverted back into the opulent cathedral it was before he took over so many years ago. The cathedral has been rebuilt, and then some, as it stands to honor the one and the six. That's right, they've decided to go back to the old ways and honor all of the gods. Next to the cathedral, Salar, being the only one out of all of these names I typed, present, um, see the area where Uriel died. The alleyway next to the cathedral... A smile crawls across my face. The alleyway next to the cathedral where Salar Eldritch blasted Uriel's dying body into oblivion. <laughs> um, as we said in the recap, to this day, Uriel's body sits de decomposing in the alleyway. By now, it's surely a skeleton. Um, because I re-listened to the recap, and we said his body was still there after you left. And I'm just going to say it's now just part of the city. Um, so I'm just naming these things as you guys first walk around town. After I'm done with this whole thing, you guys will be free to explore the city in any district you'd like. 
Uh, we're going to skip past that for later. There, from the religious district, you enter the shopping district. It's a giant bazaar, unlike any marketplace you've ever seen. As you enter the marketplace, you're melt with, uh, melt? Met with wonderful oh, smells. Man. Yes, you melt. <laughs> you're met with wonderful smells of cooked food. You see signs hanging from every building advertising uh, the new Orenthal uh, Coliseum Grand Opening Tournament. Advertising a quote-unquote spectacular and ancient grand prize. Uh, the various shops around and stalls lining the streets have any kind of product you could imagine. So many different varieties of food and drink. Arms and armor, mostly mundane. A couple of shops catch your eye, um, which we'll talk about those later. Soon you find yourself walking in the governmental district. Here, bureaucracy is king. There's also a very large spire that rises from what you can only appear, uh, only think is the town master's uh, office. Uh, Sir Serral, now king of Orenthal, leader of the Knights of the Prism. Across the main street from the Golden Spire, which is now the new castle, you see a modest building that looks like a meeting hall of some sort. People are coming and going from this hall in large numbers. Come to think of it, you've noticed a large number of men and women in brightly colored armor walking about town. Each of them emblazoned with the crest of New Ornthal. Um, the same crest emblazoned upon the tall, uh, the tall spiral building and the large meeting hall across the street. Um, all of them are wearing, everybody you see basically coming in and out of those buildings wearing full armor. Uh, if you didn't know better, you'd think it was like everyone in town dresses a night day. Hmm. Uh, the building, the meeting hall has a sign above the door that reads, Order of the Knights of the Prism. Uh, you then stroll into the entertainment district and are met with amazing sights and sounds. Jugglers, puppet shows, stilt walkers, street magicians. Everybody roams the streets uh, performing different skills and asking for your money. Uh, Did that uh, <coughs> dragonborn with no arms or legs stripper move down here? You don't know. Could be. Who knows? Mm. Um... You see one local inn called the Greedy Griffin. The sign appears to depict a griffin sitting atop a pile of golden gems. Attached to the inn is another building with a sign that reads the Flashy Flute Tavern. As you walk down the street, you see a sign for the Dazzling Dove's Magic Show. Tickets are five silver apiece. The Dove's Magic Show building is large and could easily hold over a hundred people. Uh, a poster outside of their building states that this week's magic show is called, quote, The Liberation of Orenthal, something at least one of you has some kind of knowledge of. Y'all want to see that? I want to see how they portray me. <laughs> Y'all ever watch that episode of Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me scroll a few pages down past the four pages of magic show I wrote. Um, for later, because I knew it was going to happen. Um, then you make it to the Colosseum. It is larger than the Colosseum. You first won your, well, lost, and then were given 
or chosen by your divine items in Glim. It is a gigantic coliseum that could very easily hold everyone in town. Foreshadowing. This is massive. Um, And as you walk down the street, there are more banners for the grand opening tournament. Um, I think I'll uh, enter into that. Show y'all what I can do. What you can dig, dig, dig. Oh, I'll sign. Okay. So, we'll get to that. I want one more thing I have to point out. And I'm trying to figure out where it is. Because I can't find it on the document. There it is. Um, as you leave the entertainment district and head to the Coliseum, in the center of the uh, square, the entertainment district, you see a gigantic statue. It depicts the battle between the original group and Eridorn. Nvidia, Megan's first character, stands there with her scimitars drawn, Mohu with his staff, Salar with her sword in one hand and the other shooting a blast of energy, uh, Squall with his katana. Dead. <laughs> no, that's Uriel. Uh. <laughs> um, Karox firing a blast of magical energy from both hands. Uh, as two skeletons kind of trudge past him. Mercenaries. And Drake with his battering ram in one hand and the other on the throat of the Bard King Eridorn. You all appear to be standing around him in a circle, just kind of like murdering him in the middle. Um, the plaque on the base of the statue reads, These strangers came and fought for our freedom out of the goodness of their hearts. They shall forever be a symbol of freedom. We citizens of Ornithal shall work daily to be deserving of the gift of freedom bestowed upon us by these wonderful heroes. Sounds like an episode of Firefly when Jane is the hero of the town. Ah, Jane Town or whatever? <laughs> yes. I didn't think of that. This is I've everything I've finished. ever wanted. So yeah. It's all I ever wanted. You do seven seconds without having to get sued. It's a cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's a parody, which is free from those things. Um... So you guys are in Ornthal. If you'd like, we can go ahead and just get the sign up for the thing out of the way, since you already said you wanted to do that. And then we'll see what happens. So you guys walk up to the uh, Coliseum. Nope, that's the... Sorry, that's not it. There we go. I was about to read the magic show. <laughs> um... You walk up, and there is a table. A uh, sign above the table reads the rules. Uh, rules of the Coliseum Tournament. Entry fee, five gold. Upon entry, you must give the name you wish to be announced and any titles and affiliations you wish to be announced as you enter. The tournament is set up in a way that it will be a bracket-style 1v1 tournament. Think March Madness, except instead of teams, it's each individual person fighting. Mm -hmm. um, Single or double elimination? Uh, once you lose, you're out of the tournament. Single elimination. 
Um, opponents are chosen completely at random by our arithmetic wizards. Um, you see a halfling behind the table, and he calls you up. He's like, yes, you lot, you appear to be next. Come up, you look like you're ready to start. Okay. Um, five gold apiece, and uh, we'll go around. Who Are all of you entering the tournament, or... I will be entering. Alright, so entering the tournament. Remember, those who whoever makes it to the end and wins get gets a spectacularly amazing and ancient prize. Oh, hell yeah, I'm signing up. So uh, we'll go with you first, sir, since you said yes already, uh, gesturing at Vince. Uh, what name would you like announced as you enter the tournament? Hmm. Just put Vince. Just Vince. Just, just Vince. Any affiliations or titles you'd like? Military rank, title, just boxing Vince. championships. Um, Vince, the kickboxing galaxy champion. Okay. I'm literally writing this down. Okay. Okay. Five gold. Uh, that's a thing. Uh, yes. Salar, pay the man. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me. It's no. We'll we'll deal with that later. Um. So, um. Yes, ma'am. Are you joining? Yes. Or are you just here to watch? Sir Salar Silianzi, Knight of Glim and Champion of the Gods. Oh, wait! He looks at you, he's like, you're the one from the statue! Yes, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, no, the pleasure's all mine. Um, you don't have to pay to enter. Oh. That's so kind of you, thank you very much. Oh no, the pleasure's mine. Okay, anybody else? I would like to sign up. Yes, uh, what name would you like to go under? Uh, I would like to be Fergalicious Definition Makes the Boys Go Cloco. They want my treasure so they get their pleasure. That's from too my long. Photo. I'm sorry, that's too <laughs> long. We have a character limit. Okay, just Fergalicious. Okay, anyone else? Ma'am. What name would you like to be registered Morana. under? Morana. Would you like any titles or affiliations announced uh, along with your name? No. Okay. Simple. Okay. So, the tournament is in a couple of days. Uh, well, one and a half days to be exact. So, um, just make sure to be back here. Uh, enter through the door you just came in, and you will be directed. Uh, what time does it start? Like, time of day? Like... It will start at noon. Fuck. Do I need to buy a ticket to watch? Is it gonna be uh, that's purchasable upon entry. Is it going to be, like, really hot that day? Uh, we have a lovely climate here in Orenthal. Oh, okay. 
uh, new Orenthal, I should say. Gotta get used to that. Yeah, um, the first thing I was thinking about with the death tournament is, oh, God, the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so, you could die of heat stroke. And I must That's say, true. New Orenthal really is gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, magic is crazy how it does stuff like that. Um, so he says, uh, well, okay. So as each of you give your names, he turns to a hooded figure behind him. The figure has an abacus, and as soon as you enter and pay your fee, he moves a bead on the abacus. It glows bright blue. The same energy transfers to a uh, tiny slip of paper, and you are all handed a uh, this piece of paper with a number inscribed on it that we will get to later. I'll look on number one. No. He was one. number one! So, um... The halfling says, uh, you and one other person will have the same number. Okay. That will be your first match. Good luck, and may the one in the six guide you to victory. Thank you very much. Do you have any other questions about, uh, the rules, the Coliseum, or the prize? What are Um, the rules? Ah. So the rules are above on how to enter. However, so here's how it works. Our arena has been enchanted in a similar way to Glim's. You cannot die if you fight in the ring. Now, I can't promise that if you sit in the stands, you won't be murdered by, like, you know, terrible people. But that's always, that's always a risk here in yieldy days. Um, but, uh, so, you guys have all been given slips of paper... Uh, and if you have the same number as either one of your other friends or one of the other people, that is who you will fight. Um, there are no restrictions currently placed upon what weapons can be used or what magic can be used while in the arena fights. Okay. However, that decision is ultimately, uh to the whim of King slash Sir Serral of Ornthal. So if he decides last minute to put any kind of dampeners on the fight to make it more interesting, that is his prerogative. Mm-hmm. There have been talk of magic dampening brace- bracers or amulets that cause you to not be able to cast certain spells certain high-level spells, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, but nothing has been put in place at this moment. So what if all of your spells are at the highest level at which you could cast them? It's a good question. I have no idea. But luckily, that's not something that's happened yet. And it might not ever happen. Um, but basically, if you make it to the final fight and you win, you get a cool thing. So, hey. Mm. What is that cool thing? So the grand prize, um, in is rebuilding the city, secret? huh? Is it a super duper secret? Uh, no, I can tell you. Okay. It's just, uh, it's a lot, uh, the story is longer than the, we didn't want to put it on the mm. banner. Um, in rebuilding the city, the clergy located a few original holy texts, which is a spectacular find in and of itself. However, the real discovery was what the books were wrapped in. The uh, bright white 
trimmed in gold cloth has a seven-pointed star in the center. And while it was buried underground for hundreds of years, it doesn't. It didn't appear to get dirty, and it preserved all of the books wrapped inside. Um, so the church decided to put it up as grand prize, uh, kind of like King Mora does with his annual tournament. Now we have a divine gift of our own to bestow upon a champion. Huh. All right. Um, and if you wish to read the holy texts, they are actually on display and able to be read at the cathedral. Okay. That's wonderful. Um, but yeah, so come back in about 36 hours, and it'll be time to start the tournament. All right, thank you very much. No problem. And that is where we're going to end for today. So until next time, see you. See you. Congratulations. You've made it to the end of a very long episode of the Metal and Magic podcast. What a twist, right, everybody? Like, uh, I wasn't surprised, but um, after we ended the episode, uh, we kind of processed what just happened as a group. And, um, you know, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal, Karox. That's basically the... uh, short version of our little group session we had. We do hope you're all doing well. And remember, we're just a click away on the internet, which is probably where you're listening to us right now. Uh, so find us on Twitter at Metal and Magic Pod, on Facebook at Metal and Magic Podcast, uh, on Instagram at metal underscore and underscore magic underscore podcast. We have a Discord server. It exists. Just ask because um, all the invites I put out are, um, they don't ever expire. So you can find one or ask for one and I'll get you a new one. Next week, we have a brand new episode of Reforged coming at you with a surprise inside. So that will be interesting, and I look forward to you guys uh, hearing that episode. So with that being said, know that we love you all. Have a magical night and a magical life.